welcome to the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast, where we're focused on helping you love the life you already have through human design. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching, and I am so glad you're here. If you're feeling unsatisfied with your life, if you're putting up with what does not serve you, or burning up all your precious energy trying to be something or someone you're not, welcome, my friends. You are so in the right right place. Yes, we're here to bring you a sacred space for stepping into your authentic self, the one you were designed to be. Using transformational coaching and human design tools, I can help you fully embrace who you are at your core so that you can love the life you already have. My guest today is Stacey Rowan, and she's a human design and mindset coach who guides people to create a business and life that feels custom built, completely authentic, and perfectly fit for who they are. And if you're trying to be everything to improve yourself and it's still not working, Stacy can tell you not only what is, but also how to do things in a way that's right for you rather than a one-size-fits-all approach. Using your human design, she shows you how to stop being overwhelmed by the opinions of others and what they think you should do. Stop getting stuck in indecision, take less action, get more results, gotta like that, Understand what makes you unique and what environments and actions will support your success and feel less stress and doubt about your ability to succeed in and enjoy life. She can guide you in creating a life that feels like home. Oh my gosh, Stacey, welcome. So good to have you here. Thank you. So good to be here. Um, As we were talking just a moment ago, I love talking about human design. So any opportunity I get and um, particularly to bring it to other folks who maybe are just starting out or who've never heard of it before. I, I just jump on that. That's awesome. So oh, it's good. We're going to have a great, I can tell already. We're going to have a great time. Stacey's a five, one manifesting generator and I'm a four, six manifesting generator. And we pretty much fill out the whole chart together. So it's going to be awesome. So I would like to hear um, so that people can kind of get a feel for who you are. It's kind of tell us a little about where you're from, who you are, what lights you up. Why do you get up in the morning? Let us have it. So um, I'm, I currently live in the Eastern part of Pennsylvania. I grew up in New Jersey. I know there's a lot of jokes about New Jersey, but I promise the area I came from was really nice. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I came from Southern Jersey. That's why it's called the garden state. Um, But I moved to Pennsylvania um, as an adult when I was working in a career of chemical engineering. Hmm. Did not really take to the corporate world, had some interesting experiences there. And after I got married and was pregnant, I decided to use that as a good reason to leave corporate because I wasn't happy with my job. And since I was carrying identical twins, it seemed to make sense. Sure. (laughs) So um, I stayed home and raised my children. I did in true MG fashion. I did a lot of things during that time. Um, but I like to say I was born a coach. Um, I show up in all of my relationships as a coach. I love to encourage people. I love to give people ideas of things they can try, new perspectives. Um, I love asking questions and having deep conversations. Um, I like to tell people that when I decided to become a professional coach, because I had just been showing up and doing this with the people in my life, friends, family, um, and I and I told my mom. Who's a great supporter of me. And I said, oh, mom, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to become a professional coach. This is, you know, I'm going to have my own business. And she goes, that's great. Now maybe you'll stop coaching me. 
Oh no. How did you react to that? I laughed and I said, okay. probably not. And she'll tell you to this day that I still try to coach her. I love it. I love it. That's one of the things that I learned early on in my coaching career was I needed to ask permission before I started coaching friends and family. <laughs> yes. And I do my best to do that, but just, you know, like the encouragement to the positivity that that just naturally comes. Um, oh, that's so, yeah. So I really that was hilarious. <laughs> and she's she is a great supporter, and she is you know very you know happy that I'm in business and Good. loves my coaching. Just maybe not when I coach her. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tempting, though, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. We were talking about you. Tell me more about you. So I've been a coach for um, about 10 years. And when I started, I actually hadn't found human design. Um, And I started coaching and, you know, in the, in the beginning I had some success and then I kind of ran up with like, Hey, I don't really know how to sell or market my coaching. And, um, and I found that like, a lot of the mental garbage that I had in the corporate world came forward with me into my business. And um, a lot of questioning, a lot of indecision, a lot of doubting myself. And at that time, my girls were in high school and nearing the end of their high school career. And um, I just decided, you know, I'm going to put this on pause. I'm not sure it's right for me. I'm going to enjoy their couple of years of high school and I'm going to see if this comes back around. But I never stopped with the personal development for myself and reading and everything. And in that time, um, human design turned up for me, a Facebook group I was in, a lot of people were talking about it. I had actually heard of it once before and it didn't resonate with me, but this time I was like, oh, this sounds familiar. And when, and that time it was the right timing. Um, and I got into human design and then um, a couple of years later, I came back to my business and I knew that this was the, I had been looking for a foundation, a structure or something to hang my coaching on. Like I'm a one. So I wanted the foundation, right? I'm, I'm sure. at a five, one, the one in the profile. Um, and so now I had it. And so I've been using human design, um, two and a half years, maybe now in my business. Mm-hmm. and. It's everything I wanted it to be. <laughs> oh, good. It is, a, it is a rich and deep topic. It goes deep and it goes wide. And there's so, so much that we could talk about. And um, it's, I believe, going to be a lifetime journey, this discovery of all things human design. I thought I had reached, you know, the to the end of the things that human design could do. And then I found six more layers and I went, whoa, like it just keeps going. And, and it's only been a year for me, but I'm all the way down through jinkies. Oh, okay. And, you know, as we start living by our design and being authentic and letting go of this conditioning that, that we're exposed to most of our life, that this stuff, it just keeps coming faster and faster for me. It's incredible. And I, I love that you said, you know, I heard about human design didn't resonate with me a couple of years later, it came up again. And then it was like the timing then was lined up. I have a similar story. It was the same. Like I had two one hour coaching calls with somebody that was in human design. And I went, what? I don't get it. What would I do with this information? And it came up again two years later. And I'm like, whoa, because it was just in this natural. My coach was like, 
what's your human design? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I heard about that. I'm like, that's just a bunch of crap. And she goes, no, well, you know, if you'd be open minded, if you'd be open to it. And she's like, oh, you're manifesting generator with sacral authority. Just do what lights you up and forget the rest. And I went, oh, it was permission. And I went, oh, yes. OK, now I get it. Now mm-hmm. I get it. What was your story like as you found human design? Like, what was your biggest like, whoa, because there's so many ahas along the way. What was your story like? And really stepping into human design. So there were two really. So the first was the first time I got a reading. So, you know, I'm in this group, everyone's talking about it. I'm the five one. I start studying it on my own, diving deep and everything. But, you know, most people who've started with human design, I think um, they find that it's really hard to put together for yourself, particularly as you're just first reading. And it's like, what, what do all these terms mean? What does Mm -hmm. it mean? What is like, it's, it was all this disjointed, you know, I couldn't get a complete picture of myself. I couldn't put it together and synthesize it. Um, But I was reading online a lot and I actually found um, a woman in Australia who didn't uh, know me, who ended up being my first mentor, Kim Gould. Love Mm -hmm. Your Design is her uh, website and she is fabulous. Um, And I, you know, went on and booked a reading. So now I've been reading her stuff. I felt I had a sense of her, but I just showed up in her calendar. She didn't know me at all. And so we, you know, got together for however, I don't remember how long the reading was, an hour, two hours, whatever it was. And she talked me through the synthesis of my design. Mm -hmm. And I remember leaving that call and, you know, my husband was like, oh, how did it go? And I remember, and it's still like, gets me emotional. Um, I had like tears in my eyes and I was like, the person that she was talking about is the person I want to be. Mm-hmm. And it was that she saw me and particularly, you know, as a five and the projection and everything, you know, she saw me so clearly and she saw like, not just the public face, I guess, but this, the things I held deep that I kind of didn't share with ever, anyone because I was like, well, maybe that's true. Or maybe that's just me being of myself or, you know, like all that stuff. And it's like, she saw it and pointed out and things that I was like, how, like, how could she know this stuff? And I felt so seen and that permission granted, right? Like, and the permission was just to be me, these, these secret, you know, desires that I had of how I wanted to show up in the world and who I wanted to be. And that I just wanted to do what I like to do, but you know, no, I should do all these things. And it was like, oh my gosh, that was such a huge, you know, such a wonderful experience. Um, and I love recreating that as I work with clients. Like that's what I hope to give them is that chance to see themselves, like really see themselves and love what they see. So that was the first one. And then the second one was when I discovered the BG5 Business Institute which is the application of career or the application of human design to career and business. Because I had these unsatisfying experiences um, in corporate world. My first job I was fired from. My second job, I was really successful, but really stressed. And I had had in school, I had been like, I was really good at school. Like I was the type of person that the education system worked for which, you know, sadly isn't true for everybody. Um, But 
so to come out and be fired from my first job was very humbling. Um, and I didn't understand it. And I had, again, so all this stuff. And when I found BG5 and I started um, doing this sort of right away, I was like, yes, I'm going to get certified in this. And it's like after however many years it had been, 25 years or whatever, I felt I had all the answers to all the unquestioned, why did this happen? Why did this work like this? What was this? What was that? And um, it just, even at that point, having been a couple of years into human design, it blew my mind all over again. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like I'd carried these things and these stories and these, you know, what is wrong with me's and whatever. And now I was like, oh, it makes total sense. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And um, thank you for sharing the depth of the emotion that happens when we're finally seen When we're finally heard for exactly who we are and we're reassured that that's perfect for us. It's the empowerment in that is like mind blowing. And and that's a term I use in human design, all mind blown, boom, mic drop, mind blown. And like, you just brought me right to that place where it was like, I feel like I have all these shortcomings and how come it doesn't work for me. And And as it relates to business, like I didn't do the BG5, but I've certainly looked at it. I go out and try and market my coaching practice. And I tried for five years um, with my coach training program that I invested $18,000 in, along with another $5,000 in how to market your business. And I'm putting out offer after offer and telling people, you know, come get your free discover you session and do, you know, and all this marketing that I was doing and, and, um, trying to initiate, initiate, right. And, and, and push my business out into mm-hmm. social media and, and all of this. And I got crickets and I have to tell you, um, I was not going to give up. I'm stubborn. I'm like, Nope, I'm also a Taurus and I'm going to put my horns down. I'm going to push until it happens. And I just pushed, pushed, pushed and pushed. And it was heartbreaking. And I finally, got to the point where I I hired a personal coach and it was like, where am I broken and what's wrong with me? Why is this not working? Mm -hmm. And along that journey, discovering the human design where that's not how stuff works for me. That's not how I'm designed to respond. I mean, to respond is how I'm supposed to be going, not to try to initiate stuff. And when I realized that was the whole basis for my marketing belief system, you know, I just went boom out the window. It went, I threw the the baby, the bathwater, the computer, the TV, everything went out the window. And then I was able to open to, well, then how can I be authentic and available and responding and being invisible, right? In a way that's authentic instead of I can help you X so you can X. I don't think anybody wants to be something to that way, but, but really going, yeah, I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me. It isn't that I suck as a coach. It's mm-hmm. none of those things. And when when we get to that place where we're seen and we're heard, we're see who, we see who we really are and we can step into that, my whole experience of life and business changed. I don't, you know, so I, I love hearing your story. Is there more to the story there? I, I just started taking off. And yeah, it's... There. So like all of the struggles that I mm-hmm. had um, in the beginning, right? It, it, when I first did my business, because I was doing the same, yeah. right? And I think so many of us, you know, it's what we're taught is like, you go out and you look for the experts, you look for the people who've already done it, mm-hmm. right? And then you just do what they did. 
Yeah. Which of course doesn't take into account design at all. And particularly if you are not a generator, if you happen to be a man, um, a manifester or a projector or a reflector, like m- most of the people you're seeing are the generators, right? Cause there's just by sheer numbers, 70% generators, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't take into account who you are. And, um, but I was like, well, surely everybody knows better than me. Like, what do I know? I'm new right. to this, of course. So, and then, you know, you do this program in all of the programs, they have this small slice of people who are like, oh my gosh, I got amazing results. I got results that were like, you know, what was promised or beyond what I expected. And then you have this big swath of people who are like, I didn't. And the big swath of people ends up feeling, oh my gosh, it must be broken. What is wrong with yeah. me? It must be me. I should work harder. I should try harder. Like, I hate that word, try harder. It's like, no, you're just pushing against the brick brick wall. Um, you know, but but most of us don't know a better way. Yeah. Same experience as a generator when I found human design and it said like, oh yeah, you're not meant to initiate. Like, like I remember um, in a, a coaching program I did and they said, well, you have to go out and you have to do this talk. And if, you know, if no one's asking you, like just put it on yourself and find a place and invite people, you know, total initiating. And I was a very good student, you know, that's how I succeeded in my regular schooling was you do what you're told. And I did it and it was, it felt awful. I had like two people show up. I mean, it was just awful. It was all, yes. And I know, I don't think like the talk anyone. itself maybe was okay, but there was no part of the experience that was okay. As, as manifesting okay. generators, I don't think anyone knows how to try harder than we do. Yeah. And we'll, we'll just, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll keep just keep going. pushing on that brick wall, even though yes. it's not moving. It's going to come down eventually, right? <laughs> eventually. Um, now, conversely, so this time, so I'm also, I'm, I'm a generator, but I have emotional authority. So I have to take my time with things, right? So, so now fast forward and now I know human design, I'm in a networking group and they said, everyone gets to present. I didn't, I didn't know. I'm like, how do you deliver I have 20 minutes? I'm like, how do you deliver human design in 20 minutes? Mm. <laughs> And again, I love all the details, right? So I'm like, uh, I don't know. So what I did is I picked the like furthest date out as I could. I gave myself like months mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know, we'll see what comes up yeah. and just put it on the calendar and I can always change it if it's like I'm getting close and nothing comes up and I'm just going to see what happens because I'm certainly not doing that again where I, you know, initiated. And it was so interesting because I was in, um, someone else's presentation and I was like like they had me they were going and they were they were talking about whatever their time I don't remember their topic and I was like yes this is an awesome presentation this is so great great information and then they said something along the lines of so like if you don't know what you want to do they're like just look at what comes naturally look at the thing you discount look at the thing that you're naturally talented at, that people always tell you you're so good at, and that's what you should do. And I went, no, <laughs> because I knew, I mean, I said it silently. I would never say it out loud, but in my little heart broke for all the people who aren't a profile two. Oh. That person must have been the two, which is what comes naturally and other people calling out your talents. And I was like, oh, for the pioneer, the, the third line, um, who has to trial and error? I think 
that may not work for them. Yeah. And in that moment, like my full presentation dropped into my head. And it was like talking about this, how come advice works sometimes and it doesn't others. Wow. And I have given that now for, I think four or five different times and people love it. (laughs) Awesome. Because I was following my design. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it it feels so different to me. Like I love get like I completely, it's so fun for me to give. I get totally lit up over well, yeah. And I think when we're lit up about something and we, we truly believe it and we're coming from our own design that there isn't anything that we can't do mm-hmm. with that, you know, uh, when, yeah, when we're living within that, it's mm, life becomes way, way easier and less heartbreaking because my heart breaks a little too for like how hard I tried and how hard I see other people trying. And, you know, if you're out there doing a marketing pitch and it doesn't feel authentic and it feels icky, stop doing that, (laughs) you know, take a reset and find out, you know, what is it that I should be doing that's specific to me? Yeah. You know, Stacy can tell you, I can tell you, talk to one of us because we can help you with that. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know how you're designed. We'll give you the rundown on, you know, how, how to make that way easier for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the permission, right? Like a lot of us need permission. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you know, certainly for me, and and it sounds like from your story too, it was like, <laughs> oh, you mean really? I get to do this? Like, yeah. this. <laughs> thank God. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. So um, what was the biggest shift for you when you were, when you started ex- the experiment in living by your design? Um, what were your big like ahas other than what we've already covered there? Well, in general, it was, um, you know, it was just that understanding, right? Understanding myself and how, when I understood it through the lens of design, it really helped to release any judgment about it. Mm. It was like, oh, this is just how I'm wired, right? And yes, there are like more resourceful ways to be in our design and less resourceful ways. So, you know, we can maybe tweak what we're doing to, to be in a more resourceful place. Um, but it's like, but, oh, but this is just me. Right. And then with the people I met, because I started to have that lens for myself, then with the people I met, you know, it's also so much easier to be like, oh, this is just them. Mm. Right. And, and just allow people to be who they are. And, and so, and for me, like root, so developing that deep self-awareness of, yes, this is who I am. This is how I'm meant to operate and releasing the judgment. I've been able to create, you know, this deep self-trust in myself. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And, you know, like, that's the biggest thing is that now I can, and, and it's not from a space of like, because I'm going to be perfect and never make mistakes, but it's like, well, at least I know the framework I'm operating with. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm good at. And if it doesn't work out, you know, it's like, I trust my design to, to be able to like, okay, where do we move on? How do we move on from here? Even if this wasn't a magical experience. Yeah. 
Yeah. I like that you mentioned um, self-trust and learning to trust ourselves. I think that's awesome. You know, we're not broken. Yeah. No. We don't need to be fixed. No, no, exactly. There's a, <clears throat> there's a lot of um, marketing that really aims to show in what way we're broken and why we should buy someone's crap. And mm-hmm. I love, no, we're not broken. And that stepping into your design, design and learning how to trust yourself makes that just, you know, it's not even on my radar today. Yeah, for sure. It's just gone. And I see it with the people that I work with. So I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, um, not all, but a lot. And, you know, just seeing them show up and being able to, because they have the understanding, ask for what they need. So whereas before, maybe they were running their businesses, like to please their clients, to please their the people that work for them, to, you know, like keep everyone else happy. And just to be able to show up and be like, okay, this is how I work with people. And if someone says, well, I needed a different way, you know, having the confidence to, to explain, well, you know, this is how I work and this is why, and it, and it's okay if you can't work within that framework, but I just know that's what works best for me. Um, And like, just no judgment, no shaming, no blaming, no bullying of themselves or anyone else. But I mean, a lot of us only bully ourselves. (laughs) Um, I used to. Yeah. It's, it's nice not to have that there anymore. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there, as I was getting into human design again, my children were just about ready to graduate and go off to college. And, um, I had that first reading. And one of the things she told me is I have, um, uh, the channel. I don't know if this is what it's called in human design. Cause again, I, the BG five language is ingrained, but it's the channel of judgment. It's the 1858 um, from the root up to the um, spleen. And, you know, that is all about being able to see correction, right? What needs to be corrected to make things better. And it really is coming from a space of, because you want people to be able to enjoy life. The 58 is you want people to have the joy of life, right? Mm -hmm. But if you apply it, without invitation because it's a projected channel then the and and if it's particularly if it's um personal like versus for the collective then um the person can take it as criticism and feel like you're judging them and i remember hearing this in my very first reading and i was like if only you could have given this to me about four years ago you could have saved me every like disagreement I had with my daughters because from the space of wanting them that 58, wanting them to be joyful and like, you know, they would come with just normal stuff from high school and, you know, problems with classes or friends or whatever. And I would try to fix it by 18 (laughs) and they would be like, why do you always tell me I do it wrong? I was like, oh, and I, I was always confused because I was like, I don't understand. It's like, my heart is breaking for you. I'm pouring love into you. And, and they received it as criticism. And when I had that reading and um, she told me that, I was like, oh, makes the total sense now. So back to what we said about the beginning about asking, you know, before you coach someone. Um, <clears throat> now, if they call and have some kind of issue, they're in their 20s now. Um you know, I say, well, do you just need to vent or do you want me to like give you advice, like give you, you know, help you out in some way? 
<laughs> Most of the time they're like, no, just, just vent. Thanks. Just venting. <laughs> I love that. Uh, in the last episode that I, uh, did recorded this morning, we also talked about this channel of judgment and that used to be like a real sort point for me when I would come across somebody with that channel, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you want to criticize or judge me for? You know, it used to be like a real hot spot for me. Um, I grew up with a parent with that channel and um, it's still in its lowest vibration, but it doesn't feel so personal to me today. It's not super triggering any longer. Mm -hmm. And I understand that she can see some things that I can't see about how something could be better. Like I get that there's a high vibration possibility there, but it's always like, is that a pimple on your nose? Did you <laughs> wait? <laughs> She's like, I don't know if I like your boyfriend. Not today, but you know, yeah. growing up with this was like, <laughs> Yeah, I get to laugh about that stuff today, but it was so painful growing up with it. Right. Because there's always, you know, I can never do anything right because she could always find something wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. and finally just releasing that. And, you know, I couldn't have laughed about this as little as two years ago, but I do today because it's yeah. just like, oh, that's so funny because there it is. She can't help it. And it's unconscious. Like that channel is red and she's like, blah, blah. and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I don't even know if she knows that she's, she's doing it, but, um, but yeah, it, it's as, hard to resist. So let uh, me tell you, like I bite my tongue and, and you know, and, and if I feel like I'm getting, like, okay, I'm venting of any level, like I will say, um, you know, sometimes it, you know, we're not always in the best emotional space, but for the most part, I will say like, okay, I, I need to, like, if you need to vent more, I need you to, go talk to someone else because I'm not going to be able to help myself and I'm going to start offering solutions. And I know that doesn't serve <laughs> you and you're going to get upset with me. And I don't want to add that on top of what you're currently dealing with. Um, you know, occasionally if I'm in, you know, already dealing with some other stuff, so sometimes I forget that. And then as soon as like the conversation starts to go that way, I'm like, Oh gosh, I've done it again. Um, it's really hard to resist. And I hope someday that my children will look back and laugh on it and be like, Oh yeah, I get that mom really was coming from her heart. Um, even though it felt awful to yeah. them, which is the one I really wish I could change. <laughs> well, you know, I think we're all a work in progress, right? Absolutely. I mean, none of this is perfect. We're here to experiment and to experience, you know, and if we had it perfect, right from the get-go, life would be sort of dull in my opinion. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, you know, I always have, and I love that you're into the, you know, self-improvement and self-education and learning to trust yourself and know yourself. And, and so am I, and then we get to laugh about some of these things that, um, we do and we take the pressure off. And I, my, my biggest shortcoming, I think when I first started on this particular journey back in 2017 was, um, was just so, I took everything so seriously. It was so tightly wrapped and everything was a personal, you know, and to have those layers, just like an onion, just coming off and coming off and coming off. I couldn't have done podcasting before going through this personal growth experience. Cause I'd be like, okay, I need to know exactly what to ask and what they're going to say back. And I need, you know, and I have to have all the details of my defined head and, you know, that's just, let's just see what happens today actually works and it's comfortable. So, you know, progress, not perfection. I suppose we're all a work in, in progress, I believe. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope we are. I hope we all continue to improve that, you yeah. know, always just 
again, channel correction, that always appeals to me, (laughs) but in a way where it's like, we're coming from the space of, you know, that again, that lack of judgment, that trust in ourselves, that complete acceptance of ourselves. And like, we're perfect and whole as we are, Mm -hmm. um, you know, perfect just because we're human, like not like, Oh, I'm a perfectionist, but like, you know, that this is, we are whole and we are great as we are. And if we grow and learn, you know, that's, that's wonderful too, but it's like, we don't need to improve to increase our value or to be a better person or, you know, it's like, let's just do it because it interests us. It intrigues us. It makes us curious. It is, it feels light. It feels fun, you know, not from the heavy, I have to, Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's good not to have to live with that pressure. Right. That was Mm -hmm. one of the first things that shifted for me in human design was there wasn't that self-imposed pressure and pressure from others, open root center. Um, Well, I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to please this other person. And it's got to, and it's like, whoa. And when you just drop that, it's like, okay, cool. Now, who do I get to be today? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that you know, question. Who do I get to be? Today? Who do I get to be today? It's not like what's wrong with me. It's who do I get to be? Yeah. Yeah. And how do I want to, like, if this is what I'm facing today, how do I want to show up in that? Yeah. Yeah. There are um, many, many layers to human design. And I find that at different times, I'm really fascinated by different aspects. Is there a particular aspect of human design and all of its layers that has your attention today? Yeah. So it really is this, um, this layer of how do you apply it to business or to career? Um, and what, you know, so one of the things when I started my coaching business is, you know, like working with different people or, or, you know, reading books or listening to, you know, workshops or whatever webinars, um, you know, and the whole idea of like, who's your ideal client? You know, what's the ideal client avatar? You know, what, what is your mission, vision and values? And how do you do this? And who do you start with? Like all the marketing questions. I was like, I mean, I don't know, like I'll, I'll work with anybody. Cause I just, you know, I just want people to be happier and like, there's my marketing. Right. Um, and it was just, and I am undefined in the head and Ajna, So I just had a lot of questions and uncertainty and not a whole lot of answers. But you can really use your design and go in and get specific with who do you serve and get specific with what are the things that when I talk about that, the people I'm meant to work with are attracted to me. Like what do like what do my clients want to buy from me? Um, you know, and how do I deliver what I deliver and and how do I talk about what I deliver to attract people. And it's, it's, I mean, it's, well, I think all of design is amazing, but you know, it's like, even after four years, you know, I've been in this over four years studying it. It's like, I'm amazed at how it works. Like it still is like, I'm all in and yet it's still in some ways is, you know, delightful, but it's like, wow, look at this. This is another layer, another thing you can find out. So right now that is really um, what is just fascinating me and what I'm spending a lot of time with and what, um, I'm sharing with people and doing for myself. And it's just, 
yeah, that, that's where my interests are right now. <laughs> There's that mind blown. There it is. Mind blown. mind blown. And that our chart can give us such detailed personal information about how we best function in really any area is absolutely incredible. And if you have not had a human design reading, like someone who's educated in human design, do your chart and tell you what they see, get one. Yeah. Totally get one, you know, and I'm not designed to initiate, but I'm doing it right here, right now. And I say, you know what, if you haven't tried this, you got to try it. It's amazing. The information that you can get out of your chart and in like 30 minutes, is about what it takes for you to understand your energy type. The place where we start with everybody in human design. Let's get your energy type. This is how you're designed to function. And once you get that and start building on it, it's like the sky's the limit. It's not this big struggle to get up and get pushing on this thing again today. Like I did with my marketing for five years mm -hmm. where I would get up and I'd spend all day in front of my computer trying to figure out how to do it better. Maybe I should change the font. I should go live for seven days in a row. I should do a group. No, wait, I should do another group. I should have a webinar. I should, you know, and it's like, shit, <laughs> shit, none of this is working. And to be able to let all that go. And yeah. if I just show up and be authentic and I have conversations with people, people are like, man, I heard your podcast and I really want to get a reading from you. Or you know what? I really want to work in your coaching program. I want to work with you for the next three months. And it's like, I didn't, that, what, what really marks it for me is it's easy. Yes. Okay. All that pressure, all that effort, all that brain stuff, this cluster train wreck going on in my head is gone. And it becomes, you know, I'm like health and wellness made easy is the name of this podcast. And it's like, let's make it easy. And when it feels like there's not all this effort behind it, then it becomes a joy to show up yes. for what you really love to do. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I remember that first, me <laughs> that first mentor of mine, she used to say she was also a generator. She would say, yeah, I've had, you know, my business coaches or, you know, people she dealt with in business and they'd be like, so so how do you, what do you do when you need a new client? And she's like, well, I think, hmm, you know, this person's finishing up and I could use someone to fill that spot. And she's like, and I go to the beach. <laughs> she lived in Australia, uh, <laughs> lots of beaches. I go to the beach. She's like, and then, you know, in the next couple of days, an email shows up. Someone wants to work with me. And she's like, I never understood this question. How do you create a client, <laughs> right? She's like, I just think I would love one. And then I go to the beach and, you know, she went and did what she, so it's not like everybody go to the beach. That's not your answer. But for her answer, that was, you know, where she found alignment was on the beach and where she, you know, um, I'm not sure if her, uh, if her environment in the arrows was a shores. That would make sense if it was, mm -hmm. but, yeah. um, you know, that's where she felt great. Just yeah. the whole secret as the generator. Um, and like, that was definitely one of the things that attracted me to her because like you in the beginning, I was pushing, pushing, working. I, I don't like the word hustle. Like a lot of people talk about, you got to hustle and got to be, yeah. you know, you got to hustle and, you know, be willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. 
and, you know, to survive and to thrive in your business. Um, and hustle makes me want to just go back to bed. <laughs> it's not yeah. for me. Yeah. When you and say, say that word, hustle, I'm willing well, to like, do what, yeah, I'm willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. But to me, that looks like I'm willing to have faith in my design and live my design. And I'm willing to work on my mindset where it argues against my design. So it's like, if I know I meant to show up this way and I'm not, what's going on? That's normally the brain getting in the way, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, those I'm willing to do. And some people might call them hard. I, I don't find them hard. Well, it just, it makes sense. And I absolutely love go to the beach because that's a great way to say, get out of your own way. Yeah. Right. And I love that. And it's, it's the push, 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 not, and nothing's happening. And when I, cause seriously, when I got out of my own way, now people contact me, I'm not trying yeah. to get people into my programs right. or work with me or any of that because they're going, wow, I heard something that you said and I want to talk to you. And then I'm like, that's awesome. And when someone's finishing up and I'm ready for another client, if I get out of the way, <clears throat> that happens. That happens because I have what somebody wants today yeah. versus trying to twist somebody's arm and convince them that I have what they want. Yeah. That doesn't, and nobody wants to really be sold. And I suppose you could push yeah. someone into buying something from you, but you know, what kind of experience are you going to have in that? Right. That's not the kind yeah. of way I want to work with people for sure. Yeah. No, no client wants to be got. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, when yeah. the entrepreneurs are thinking, I need to get a client, think if you're a client, do you want to be got? No. <laughs> no. What are no, the, they want to yeah. enter I, it with, you know, like the, I don't know. I, I guess you can enter with all different emotions, but, you know, like enter it with the promise of, you know, transformation or learning or just, you know, with curiosity or with wonder, or, you know, those are the things that make a great client is when they're coming from those spaces, not from like, oh, you convinced me. <laughs> I got to prove that yeah, I did the right thing. Like, yeah, no, uh, no I don't need to work under that kind of pressure at all. Uh, no, it's beautiful. And, you know, that I think the, um, the one thing I learned from a couple of thousand dollar program that I took was needy is creepy is the only thing I took away from that. <laughs> Make sure your energy is in alignment because needy is creepy. And I went, I can use that <laughs> a little $2,000 nugget of wisdom there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, needy to me is just a sign that you don't know how you authentically operate and and you're, you're just listening to everyone else because, you know, it's like you haven't been able to figure it out. And there is this desperation of, you know, which I, I understand because if you, if you don't know how to listen to yourself, like, I do believe that people can find how they're meant to operate, um, without knowing their design, but you really have to, I think already have that trust in yourself. You need to be able to listen to yourself, even if what you think is right goes against what all the experts are saying. And um, when, you know, when you feel like, oh, I'm going to go to these experts and they're going to give me the answer. And then particularly as you're investing and putting money in, and then you're not seeing the return on your investment because their system doesn't work well with your design. It's really easy to get needy. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I, I gave a presentation once and I had a, someone who did marketing and they said, well, how do, how would someone who doesn't know design and, and, you know, doesn't want to learn, like, how could we work with our clients? And I said, you know, I thought that was an excellent um, question. And I said, I think it really comes down to trusting your client, right? And they may not trust themselves, but like if your client is procrastinating, it's like really like looking into that, like why? Like why is it, is it because something in them is saying this isn't right for me or is it you know, a belief that they hold that they, you know, can't, that it's, if they show up in public, something bad is going to happen, you know, but it's like really trusting and getting into what, what is the client feeling and what, what's really happening for them? Because I do think on some level, you know, we all know, we all know how we're supposed to show up. We've just stopped listening. Yeah. Yeah. And with everything going on, you know, and outside globally and internally for us, it's like, how, how do we get in touch with, you know, how do I really feel about that? Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah. Key to get quiet enough and go, yeah. Am I procrastinating because I don't believe in myself or does it not feel aligned? Is it not right for me? And sometimes we need a sounding board. We need to talk it through. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying call Stacy. She'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you figure it out for yourself. Yeah, she'll help you figure it out for sure. She'll lead you in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a beautiful segue. Or before we get to this whole, how to get in touch with you, I would like to know how somebody would work with you. What are you offering in the way of programs or specials or um, who, you know, who's your ideal client or any of that. So tell me all about what's your promo. Sure. Um, I work, like I said, a lot with entrepreneurs. I, being an entrepreneur myself, I love um, people with an entrepreneurial mindset, whether they're working in as an entrepreneur or working for someone else. Um, and really, I work with everyone the same way. So when any client starts with me, I work with them for 12 weeks. We meet one on one in coaching. I go through, um, I start everyone, the first two calls with the foundational aspects of their design. So, you know, their type and their strategy and their authority, the, really the only things that they need to know. Um, and if you follow those things, like you can be in alignment. Um, and then I have all of the details too, because that's me and I love the details. And so we just coach together for 12 weeks and I teach my clients about their design so that at the end, they have this deep self-awareness. They have the release of judgment and um, they understand how they're meant to work in the world, what gifts they have to offer people. Um, And a lot of times, you know, with entrepreneurs, we are talking about how does this show up in business for them? Um, So the first 12 weeks there is, it's all about them and their design. If they choose to continue to work with me, then we can dive deeper into, you know, how, how do I work with my spouse or my business partner? And, um, you know, some of this more, this deeper business information about, well, how do I find out who my ideal client is based on my design and how am I supposed to be speaking to people? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, one-on-one coaching, that's what I do. 
Awesome. I will be sure to make sure that I have your contact information below the show notes for today. So people could just click on there. We'll get your like website and any other social media sites, websites, all of the good uh, details so we can get in touch with you. Um, before we wrap up for today, I'm wondering, is there anything we didn't touch on that you'd like to share about? I think I just want to offer to people that, um, you know, maybe, maybe this is the first time they're listening to your podcast, or maybe they're one of those people who've come across human design and they've started to dig into it and it's not resonating with them. And, um, you know, it's okay. It's not going to resonate with everybody, but what I want to offer to them as Oh, an invitation or suggestion is find a system that does find a way of knowing yourself of being able to see yourself because it can be really hard to see ourselves. And, you know, particularly with all of the things going on in the world, the last two years, I think it's really important to have that deep awareness and understanding and that release of judgment. So if it's not human design for you, and, and maybe none of those people are listening because, you know, that's what you talk about. But, you know, maybe they're listening in the car with someone who is into human design and they're not. Um, find your way. Find your system. Find your coach. Find your own truth. And find a way to really embrace who you are, to be able to accept yourself and love yourself and trust yourself. And to be able to show up in the world in that way, because the world needs every one of us to show up. And um, it's easiest when we're coming from the place of really understanding and appreciating who we are. Well said. Absolutely. Find your own truth. Yeah. Fabulous. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your knowledge today and your sense of humor. <laughs> You've been a delightful guest. Thank you so very much. Well, thank you for having me on and giving me the opportunity to talk about the topic I love and, um, you know, to maybe share some ideas or new perspectives that can help someone along the way because, um, you know, as we talked about the channel of judgment, that 58 in me is really strong. And I just, you know, my whole thing in life and always has been, I just want everyone to be happier. So hopefully today we've helped some people have a little bit more happiness in their life. And um, so thank you for the opportunity. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Be sure to check back for more episodes coming soon, my friends. You can find out more information about me at laurajadair.com where you're going to find all my program details and offerings designed to help you love yourself just a little bit more today so you can get to loving the life you already have. Until next time, my friends, be so good to you.